the Father glorifies the Son, and the Son glorifies the Father. The center of the universe is an eternal love relationship between a father and a son. Pastor Ray Bentley brings insights on the nature of the Godhead. The Father has caused everything in the entire universe to glorify His Son. He is Lord. Spread the news of His people coming down before the King. Lift your voice. Jesus is coming. Join the song. Sing along. Let it ring. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel for the whole world. An in-depth study of God is always a mind-expanding experience. The infinite is not easily grasped by finite minds. But today, as Pastor Ray continues our studies in Luke, we'll see how the religious leaders reacted to Jesus' claims to deity and how the Father confirmed His Son's place within the Trinity. Luke chapter 20, beginning in uh, verse 41, Jesus said, and he said to them, how can they say that the Messiah is the son of David? Now David himself said in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, David calls him Lord. How is he then his son? And then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at the feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. So here we have have Palm Sunday, the day that Jesus rode down from the top of the Mount of Olives. You've you've got two hills. You've got the Mount of Olives, upon which Jesus was uh, seated upon a little donkey. You have, then you have a valley. The Mount of Olives goes down into a valley called the Kidron Valley. Then it rises up to another mountain, uh, sometimes called Mount Moriah or Mount Zion, and there's where the temple is. So Jesus is here, you've got a mountain, Mount of Olives on the east side, you've got the temple, which is on Mount Zion here in this big valley below. All the people are literally around uh, the, the Mount Zion and they're on the foothills of the Mount of Olives. So they're all able to see Jesus, who stages this presentation as the Messiah of Israel. And then he goes down the Kidron Valley and up and through into the Eastern Gate and is praised, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now we mentioned that Palm Sunday, so we've got Sunday and then Friday will be Passover, the day that Jesus will be crucified, and then the third day, Sunday, when he raises or resurrects from the dead. In between, Monday through Thursday are the four days that the lamb, because Palm Sunday is lamb selection day, that's the day that lambs uh, were chosen for the people Um, which they estimate there were a quarter of a million lambs that were chosen for that particular Passover. But God was offering his son. He was offering Jesus. He was saying to the nation, choose my lamb. Remember what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus three and a half years earlier. 
Walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, the prophet John said, Behold the Lamb of God that will take away the sins of the world. So Sunday, Palm Sunday, was Lamb Selection Day. They're all getting ready for their little animal lambs to be selected for Good Friday. God was offering to them the Lamb of the Messiah. Now, for the next four days, according to the Old Testament, that lamb that you had set aside had to be without spot or blemish. And they would put it in a special uh, pen by itself to watch it and to inspect it and to make sure that it had no spot or blemish so that it was worthy to be able to, you know, be the sacrifice for sins on Good Friday or on Passover rather. So interestingly, from Monday through Thursday, Jesus is in the temple every day being tested by the religious leaders, trying to find an accusation, trying to find a flaw, trying to find a fault in him. And as you know, they were not able to find one fault. He was, in other words, without spot or blemish uh, and tested and approved. Well, it's interesting here, we must be coming toward the end of those days. I don't know if it was Wednesday, perhaps uh, Thursday. But now, after being tested for those four days, Jesus turns it around and now questions the religious leaders. And he basically, from uh, the Gospel of Luke here, and also I put in your notes, Matthew chapter 22, verse 42. Another way Jesus put this was, what do you, the Pharisees, religious leaders, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Now Jesus is getting, he's asking them a question now. They have riddled him with questions. He's answered everyone. Now he's asking them a question. He's going to challenge their beliefs and their understanding of who the Messiah is, what the Messiah is like, what is his nature, what is his character. And in a sense, this is a question for every generation. Who do you say that my son is? And the answer that we give to this question carries with it our salvation and our eternal destiny. So I ask you tonight, do you know who Jesus is? Do you know his true identity? If you really know who he is, then you are extremely blessed because you didn't figure it out on your own. This was revealed to you. If, you. if you look at Jesus, even on the cross, and you see the love of God there for you as a sinner, this has come by a divine revelation. Every single human being, whether they are young or old, man or woman, rich or poor, who sees Jesus and sees the Messiah as the Son of God, as well as the Son of David and the Savior, that is what's gonna bring you into eternal life, amen? And we look forward to that. So, uh, of course, the expected reply, who is the Messiah, whose son is he? The expected reply in that day, in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago would have been, the Messiah is the son of David. And this was based on many scriptures. Uh, they had been given through the prophets various prophecies about this future coming deliverer, the Messiah. Now I've put three of those scriptures, there are many more obviously, but I thought I would put three of them in there for you. Rather than just assuming you've all heard this and know this, let's read three of them, okay, from your notes. First of all, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Let's read this out loud. 
He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. So the, the first prophecy that was given uh, is a, through, that it will come through David is given by God to David himself. Through you, David, through your family, the Messiah will come. We knew that it would, the Messiah would come through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Jacob had 12 sons. So they became the 12 tribes of Israel. Which one of the 12 tribes would the Messiah come through? It's narrowed down prophetically to Judah. But even within that one of the 12 tribes, Judah, the tribe of Judah has you know, hundreds of families. So which family would the Messiah come through? Of the tribe of Judah, and there in 2 Samuel, it's narrowed down to the family of David. So from all of the Jews, salvation comes through the Jews, now it will come through the tribe of Judah, and in the tribe of Judah will come through the family line of David. Isaiah chapter 11, then verses one and two, let's read that out loud. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, who is Jesse? David's father. So Jesse, the root that's gonna come out of Jesse is through David, again, the Messiah would come. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse five. Let's read this out loud. This gets even more clear. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. So from David, remember you've got this stem, like the growth out of the root, Jesse, and now the family of David, there will come a branch from this tree of righteousness. So this is a prophetic psalm about the son of David, who will be the Messiah, who is a king, who shall reign and have a kingdom. He will be prosperous. He will execute and bring judgment and righteousness on the earth. So God ordained that the Messiah would come from the family of David, and also that he would be born in David's city, which is Bethlehem. And that's uh, from the prophet chapter, uh, of chapter five and verse two. Now, let's go back 2,000 years ago. So you've got all these religious leaders, and you've got this prophet, John. He's really the first prophet that they have seen in Israel for about the last 300 plus years. And John rises up. And he begins to preach and to proclaim, get ready for the Messiah. And then he points to Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one. Jesus, for 30, you know, he's, he's been a carpenter for 30 years. Now he begins doing ministry. And he begins raising the dead and casting out the demons and showing his power and authority over nature. And for three years, he has done things that no other human being ever has done or ever will do. And he is claiming that he is the Messiah. But the religious leaders, they would have said, some of them, but wait a second, Jesus is from Nazareth. That's all they had heard or known. And they did not check out where he was actually born. He was born in Bethlehem. Now we know the story very well because it's 2,000 years later. But they were not being so diligent to check it out. They would have said, oh, he's Jesus. And they always said, hey, do you ever read in the gospels where they said Jesus of Bethlehem? No. 
Because he was born in Bethlehem, but then quickly he had to leave. Remember, Herod came, and they fled to Egypt, and they came back. And by that time, they went back up to Nazareth, where the parents originally were from. And that's where he was raised. So Jesus' reputation and, and, and is known and among the people of Israel as Jesus of Nazareth. So only by investigating or asking questions would they have discovered and found out, oh, he wasn't born in Nazareth, though he was raised in Nazareth from about two or two and a half, but he was actually born in Bethlehem. Check, that's where the Messiah is supposed to be born from. Of the family of David, check, that's why Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem to be taxed, because they were from the family of David and you had to go back to the city of origin. That's Bethlehem fulfilling the prophecy. Now, how many of you think that, uh, you know, the identity of the Messiah is important enough that you should check all of your facts and make sure you have everything right? Okay, then let me ask this. How much more is important for us in this generation to make sure before we die and step off the edge into the darkness and unknown of eternity that we know all the facts concerning the claims of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, born in Bethlehem of the line of David of the tribe of Judah, who is from the family of Abraham and claims to be the Messiah of the world and the way, the truth, and the life. And apart from him, there is no salvation. How many think that that's pretty important? Amen. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. We've received so many comments from listeners on what Pastor Ray's teaching and the ministry of Maranatha Radio has meant to them. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for your wonderful teaching. I still listen to you and appreciate the fact that your messages are still available. I'll pray for your family, especially your son, Pastor Daniel, for wisdom as he continues in ministry. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings and now that of Pastor Daniel are continuing to touch lives. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com or post a comment on our homepage at www.raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So now, it's interesting that Jesus is, he's challenging them. He, and, and again, he doesn't say, no, 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 wait a second, I was born in Bethlehem. He's like, if you're not, a, if, you know, these are the religious leaders. Now, maybe some people could argue and say, well, that's not fair. They didn't know. And, and maybe, you know, they, they, could, they didn't have the ability to check it out. Okay, here's... Um, uh, Jerusalem, that's where all the Pharisees, the scribes, the elders, the Sanhedrin and the religious leaders are right there, amen? Here's Jerusalem, where's Bethlehem? Seven miles away. If they wanted to check it out, even though it was 2,000 years ago, would you agree with me it wasn't a big fact-finding, you know, like hard, difficult, long journey? All they had to do was travel seven miles to verify whether or not, or in fact, if Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. So Jesus now is challenging them, and he quotes Psalm 110. Um, by the way, if you have a pen or a pencil, mark that down or write Psalm 110. Read that sometime this week. Because I don't know if you knew this or not, Psalm 110 is the most quoted psalm in the entire New Testament from the Gospel of Matthew all the way to the book of Revelation. 
If there's one psalm out of the 150 psalms that is the most quoted psalm in the entire New Testament, how many would agree that's probably a pretty important psalm? So it'd be good to read that. For some reason, the Holy Spirit is taking, and and when you open to Psalm 110, there's something really important here. And guess what Psalm 110 is about and who it was written by? It was written by David. And who is he writing about? He's writing about the Messiah. So David is writing about the Messiah. And, and here's the question because David, you know, the, the Messiah is his son. He's going to come through his line. So he is, is the older. Now in a, in a Jewish family, whoever is the oldest male in the family is, is always the leader of the family. Uh, he is kind of the, the Lord of the family, small l. Even if he is a great, you know, a grandpa or a great grandpa and it's gone, you know, two, three, four generations down, if, as long as he's still alive, he is the top rung. And, and, you know, even if the other children, they have their own homes and their, their own careers in their lives and their kids and everything else, they have to honor him. But interestingly here, David is talking about his son, but he calls his son down, which is more than three or four generations. It's going to be quite a while till the Messiah comes. He calls him Lord. So that's, that's one of the things that we find here. If the Messiah is David's Lord, how can he be David's son is the question. And the only valid explanation is that the Messiah will be both God and man. This was a mystery. To this day, the Jewish people, uh, at least that, that remain within Judaism, would say, no, the Messiah is just a man. He's like a man like David, and he'll be a leader, a political leader, and, and he'll be you know, extraordinary, but he's just a man. Jesus is challenging, 2,000 years ago, the entire Jewish world's thinking about who, the nature of the Messiah, who the Messiah is, because David calls him Lord. He is David's son uh, through physical line, but he is David's Lord because he is his Messiah. That elevates the Messiah in a very radical and powerful way. So I gave you some of the scriptures there, Romans chapter one, verse three, chapter nine of Romans, verses four and five, Acts chapter two, verses 32 through 36. Talk about the Messiah as the son of David and what that means. And that Jesus by his resurrection showed that he is both God and man. It's a great mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness that God was manifest in the flesh. That is the mystery of godliness. There is another Jesus talked about in our time that is not the Jesus of the Bible. It doesn't say the things that Jesus did. It's, it's a, you know, what do you call it? Cosmic Jesus, it's a new age Jesus, it's a Jesus consciousness. There's a certain amount of Jesus that the whole world can wrap their arms around. One of the things that they, they can't hang on to, some of them, is that he was in the flesh. John says that anybody that denies that Jesus was in the flesh, there was a whole group of people in the early days of the church that started saying, no, Jesus, I mean, God's too spiritual to become flesh and blood. 
And they said that when he walked along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, because he was really all spirit, he didn't leave footprints wherever he went. That is exactly a denial of what Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, let alone Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all said the Messiah will be flesh and blood and bone of the line that goes through the family of David and back all the way through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he is also a revelation of God in the flesh. That's why we are made in the image and after the likeness of God. That's why God could become flesh. He did not become an angel. God was manifest in the flesh, same flesh, blood, and bones like you have. Do you realize how awesome and exciting that is? How hopeful that is for you and I who are in these bodies that are weak and temporary and break down and, and should the Lord tarry, would die? Jesus Christ in you is the hope that one day we shall be glorified with him, in him, forever and ever and ever, world without end. So Jesus is trying 2,000 years ago to challenge the Jewish thinking about what the son of David meant. He was saying to them, in essence, you think that the Messiah is the son of David and he is the son of David physically, but he is far more than that he is Lord. He is Lord. Jesus is Lord of Lords. The Father has caused everything in the entire universe to glorify His Son. The Father glorifies the Son, and the Son glorifies the Father, and the Holy Spirit brings us and reveals and glorifies also the Son, Jesus Christ. And so you have this amazing love relationship between the, the Son's always bragging on the Father, and the Father is always boasting about the Son. Have you seen my Son, in whom I am well pleased? And the Son says, all I want to tell you about is my Father. And every word that my father says, I hang on his every word and I do what the father shows me and I say what the father tells me to say. Isn't that amazing? The center of the universe before anything was created is an eternal love relationship between a father and a son. And then he made us in his own image after his own likeness. And he created Adam, and he created Eve, and they together came together and had a child. I mean, that, that is the essence of the family, and that's what the church is, the family of God. He wanted many sons and many daughters. Well, by applying Psalm 110 to himself, Jesus claimed to be Israel's promised Messiah. Yes, the Son of Man, that speaks of his humanity, but the Son of God, and that speaks of his deity. Pastor Ray Bentley, with insight on the nature of Jesus, the Son of God, the Lord of Lords. Glad you've tuned in today here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled Heart Worship. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. 
We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email, free of charge. And then after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we're approaching the end of the Maranatha radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the remainder of 2023, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us. But we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio through the end of the year. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.